It's game time. Spilling tea and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day Tea Podcast with your host, my name, D. Hello everyone, it's another great day to listen to my voice, yes, my lovely voice, because it is the Game Day Tea Podcast. I'm your host, D. Gill. Thank you so much for lending your ears for a couple of minutes. I have an awesome, awesome, awesome podcast guest for you all, like I always do. You're going to like it. But before we get into that interview, I want to just let you know, if you've missed any of my past interviews, you can always go on Spotify or Apple, search out sports and search the Game Day T all on social media, the Game Day T on Twitter, Instagram. Also follow me, D Gill, D-G-I-L-T-M on all your favorite social media platforms. Where do I even start? I, I saw this athlete, this wonderful athlete, not doing what you think an athlete would normally do. And I want to say, I want to emphasize athlete today, Jordan, because you are an athlete. Your videos, your pictures of what I see, there's no way in heck I can do that. So without further ado, <laughs> I want to I want to introduce uh show jumping equestrian athlete extraordinaire Jordan Lucas to the game day T. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> so I want to dive right into it. Why all right, let's go. Yeah, why a question? Like like what got you started in that? What's your background with horses? Where like is this new to you? Well, I am a glutton for punishment, you know, daddy issues and all. So <laughs> I <laughs> I like anything with a challenge. Okay. No, um I grew up around horses. I'm from Florida originally. Okay. Um and but I've never understood, even now I still don't understand what equestrian <laughs> is. It's a new challenge every day. Yeah. But uh, I never knew the different aspects of being an equestrian. You have Western style, you have English style, you have dressage, you have uh, vaulting. There's a, there's a wide range mm-hmm. that um, equestrian fits under. The type of equestrian work that you do, it looks like it takes a lot of confidence. And when I watch your videos on Instagram, I, I look and say, how in the world do you know this horse has to go over these little, this what do you call it? Fences. Is that, fences? Okay, fences. Yeah. Uh, we, we're learning here, y'all. Like, what gives you that confidence to, like, keep going and going and picking yourself up after you fall? Uh, tenacity, I think, and wanting to strive to be the best I can be. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a saying that I heard not too long ago that we um, we don't strive for perfection, we strive for progress. Mm-hmm. And as long as you get back up, you get back on the horse, you're progressing. And that, that's what I like. Yeah, I, I like that as well, because uh, what is perfection anyways, right? I mean, we have scores, how people judge us, you know, but like, even if you get perfect score, you can probably still get better at something, right? So like, not oh, even like... Uh, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> do. I, I look at those videos and I, I put it on slow motion and I freeze uh-huh. frame each one. What was I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. So do you have like a coach or like that, that walks you through? Well, it, it takes more than a coach to get me to the rim sometimes. <laughs> it takes more than a village. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I have a coach. I have an amazing coach. I'm from Venezuela and he 
uh, was an eventer, a different type of equestrian jumping where there is a three series uh, test where you do dressage, you do what I do is stadium jumping, and then you do something called cross country where you jump things that don't fall down. And that's a little bit beyond my capability. <laughs> well, uh, I... go ahead. Oh no 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 no! I was just I was just gonna say yeah. I have a I have a coach that gets me to the ring, and we walk through the course. We create a game plan. We create a strategy. Mm-hmm. We look at the the obstacles that the course designer put together, and we try to figure out a game plan to get myself, my horse, around the course efficiently with as many. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be positive about um, uh, as many um, positive aspects of the course that we can create. Okay. So how do you score? Is it like uh, if you finish a course, how would you like win a competition per se? Uh, to win a competition, you have to uh, in different uh Within what I do, there's different mm-hmm. types of competitions that you enter. You enter uh, one that is called a jump off round where you have to go through 12 to 17 fences mm-hmm. uh, without knocking any of them down within the time a lot. Okay. There's another aspect called a speed round where you try to do all 12 to 17 of those fences as fast as you can. And then there's another one called power and speed where you're you have those same 17, 12 to 17 fences where you go efficiently through the first portion. You finish, let's say, jump 10. Then you go as fast as you can to finish it without taking any of those fences down. Wow. That's that's pretty neat. Like the different categories and everything. And you know how like we have bad days where we're just like, I don't feel like doing this. Like what happens when your horse is like, yeah, not today, Jordan. I don't know what you think. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> like, have you had those type of days? Well, it, you said you've seen my Instagram videos. No, but you know, I appreciate that because you post like normal, bad like, in the normal ugly. society people would post all the good stuff, right? No, you post like all the mess ups, like all the training, like all the behind the scenes stuff, which is why I like really wanted to get you on this podcast because like, you I know, do. we need to see that side of like what athletes go through, you know, the process and especially today's generation where it's like instant gratification. Yeah, it's actually very um, unseen, even in even in my world, not very many people post falling or the ugly side of the sport and I think it's very important for people to see that it's not you don't give your pony a cookie you get on and you get a ribbon there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that go into it and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like what I post because I'm so honest about how I portray my writing and how I would like my career to progress um rather than the facade that a lot of equestrians put up. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally see that through your uh, Instagram page and (laughs) that carries over to like how much you are very prideful in who you are, you know, as a part of the member of the LGBTQ community, we don't see that at all. Like 
like I've never seen it like somebody as proud as who you are in the question community saying, hey, look at me like, yes, I am a gay writer, you know, like this is who I am. So like, take me through that process. No one's going to see it. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to see it, but I do my hair flip. <laughs> you do your hair flip on top of the horse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know you see me talking to you, Miss Honey. <laughs> Sorry, that Beyonce song is just stuck in my head right now. But um, yeah, so tell me about why are you so prideful and like, uh, you know, the hashtags, the gay athletes and all that other stuff. Like, why do you think it's important to people to know you are? Uh, gay athlete in the question world? I, I think it stems a lot from my upbringing. I come from a, a Roman Catholic family where being gay is not um, something that's prideful. And it took me a long time before I even got into the athletic side of the equestrian to really come to who I was mm -hmm. and really be settled uh, emotionally and mentally with the fact that I'm gay and this is who I am yep. and going into a sport that is very um, dead set on tradition mm. is something that I grew up with that I I, I don't want to go back to. I don't want to hide who I am to quote fit in mm. with the other equestrians. I am who I am and you take it or leave it, you know? And Again, people don't necessarily like it, mm -hmm. but I don't care. I'm loud. Yeah. Why not? Why not? We need more of that. There's probably some kid in Florida right now that loves like horses in the question, but like is so afraid to come out, but wants to like really turn out that competition, but can't be who they are. And hopefully they get around to listening to this episode by searching the question videos on Instagram or something like that and see your page. You know, so I, I think visibility matters and I appreciate you being who you are because I would appreciate it knowing, hearing a podcast like this growing up or seeing the type of athlete like you growing up who is uh, proud to be who they are and don't, quite frankly don't give a damn about what anybody yeah. else says. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I, I, this is a, this is a first for me because I, I have so much respect for you and what you do because uh, as an occupational therapist practitioner I did uh I started off my career with horses and hippotherapy treating uh, clients with cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy getting them on quadruped on top of the horses uh reaching uh, visual acuity you know all that type of stuff on top of horses and I but I had to get over my fear of the horse first before I can get these kids. <laughs> yes. It's a big fear. Like these the horses, like I, I look at hands. some of them too, and I'm like, <laughs> no, yo, so I look at some of them, man, and I'm like, mm, today yes. may not be the day I get on this one. <laughs> right. No, like, did you get turned off in the morning? Because I don't got time to play. This thing. <laughs> like, I don't have time to play. If you didn't get turned out right, we, we need to skip today. No, but seriously, I, so like, your, your sport is one of the few sports that involve animals which adds a whole different component to it, a whole different, you know, being like, yes, other humans compete with, you know, other humans, but we can communicate with each other. Like the horse exactly. can back to us. We can, we can kind of understand what movements and like, you know, gestures of a horse mean, but it can't say, hey, I'm tired, get your ass off me today. Yep. <laughs> there are some of those days too, you find out, you find out real quick. Mm -hmm, exactly. So it's just like, I have so much respect for you and you being a gay athlete, man. You are right at the top of my list. And so 
I really appreciate that. What do you think you need to see as far as like to have a question be more accepting of LGBTQ athletes? That's a it's a it's a tough question because within the equestrian world, it's a and I hate to say that it, it man woman sport it's a female dominated sport and i feel that the equestrian side of it is separate from the i like to call it the reality show side Mm -hmm. everyone's personality and the acceptance when you're at a show no one really cares no one's going to say anything to you. No one's going to um, be in any way malice. As far as my personal experience, I can't, I can't say what someone else has gone through, but I've, I have not seen that. Behind the scenes mm-hmm. is where the gossip happens and the bad-mouthing, which is not just a LGBT issue. It's yeah. everyone bad-mouths everyone. And it's, it's frankly, it's sad. Um But as far as the equestrian side, it, Mm -hmm. like you said earlier, it's really dead set on the person and the animal and you, the animal, the timer, the ring, and that encompasses it. And I was listening to some of your other podcasts about, uh, some of the athletes that are in groups, um, or teams, I'm sorry, teams, (laughs) groups, (laughs) you can tell, you can tell I don't watch football. (laughs) There are a group of people on a team. There you go. All right. Thank you. You're saving me. You're saving me. (laughs) You, You don't have those conflicting personalities that you have to deal with in order to make the match successful. The horse, the horse doesn't care. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that's good. It's like that one-on-one relationship with you and the horse. Uh, be darn your sexuality, you know, right? It's like, what? How can you and the horse compete and get the job done? I like that aspect of it. Is it? Is it? Um, is the perception that men who participate in their question are gay? Is it like a that much of a female-dominated sport where eyebrows get raised when they see? a man on the horse during equestrian? You know, within our, our little tiny circle or little tiny equestrian world, no. Okay. Uh, because the men that, with it being a female-dominated sport, the men that are at the top of the level mm-hmm. are your machismo, your, your, your guy's guy. Yeah, okay. And within the equestrian world, not so much. I'm done riding for the day. I go to the grocery store. That's a different, I'm a, I'm a beacon. I mean, I'm a beacon every day, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. especially like in an equestrian gear. Yes, I would definitely say the the public definitely thinks, oh, he's gay immediately. Right. Well, you happen to be gay and (laughs) and an equestrian (laughs) athlete, so approve them right there. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) the damn stereotypes. (laughs) Stereotypes. We hey, it is what it is, right? No, no, no. I appreciate it. If if someone wanted to uh, learn more about equestrian, learn more about what you do, see all the videos that we've been talking about through this podcast, uh, how can they do that? How can Instagram. they contact you? Instagram. Instagram's really the, my my only social media outlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
saying back to earlier where there's a lot of bad mouthing within the equestrian world yeah. where people just like to put other people down my Facebook solely people I'll go and have a beer with I keep it I keep it only mm. people that I'll go and have a beer with okay my my Instagram very public I and that's where that's where I would like most people to gravitate towards mm-hmm. for comedy relief for, yeah, <laughs> for yeah, yeah for interesting videos i i I hope they're interesting um they're they're awesome what's your instagram handle lucas.equestrian very Very creative yeah (laughs) (laughs) you can't get any more like simpler than that (laughs) that's awesome well lucas i i really enjoyed you your time on this podcast and i learned a crap ton in this uh well not a crap ton but like i learned a ton and there's a couple minutes that we've been talking and i am uh, very interested to keep following you and seeing where you take your career and good luck to you and all your success and keep being that beacon of thank life you. for any uh, athletes watching you you're welcome thank you very much all right so everyone listening i always end the podcast with be true be you and be fierce uh, go out there. If if Lucas can get in a horse, you can conquer your day. So <laughs> have at it. <laughs> and and, and, and I'll, I'll see you next week. <laughs> Take care, everyone.